as many people as there are in the world, there are that many unique ways for us to be in relationship with other people. Everyone's lived experience is just so incredibly different. Hey everyone, this is Modern Life, a brand new podcast from Fidelity Investments here to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Jamila Soufrant. Life is full of big decisions. At some point, we all start to ask ourselves, do we want to share our lives with another person? If so, how do we find that right person? And when is the right time? There are many questions that go into the decision to get married. Everything from whether to have kids to how money will be earned, saved, and spent. I'm excited to be joined today by someone who recently got married and faced these very questions. Jonathan Van Ness. They're best known as the grooming expert on the hit TV show, Queer Eye. They also host the podcast, Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. And they're a touring stand-up comedian and a hairstylist working in both New York and Los Angeles. I'll be talking with Jonathan about their marriage, the decisions they made to get there, and what lessons we all can learn from their experience. Jonathan Van Ness, I'm very excited to be talking to you today on this episode of Modern Life about the topic of marriage. Welcome. Thank you for having me. This episode is all about marriage, and you're such a great guest because you actually got married during the pandemic. But before we get there, let's take it back. How did you and your husband meet? Mark and I met, not to quote Golden Girls, but picture it. It, it was in 2019. And I think Mark slid into my DMs and said something to the effect of like, I like that jumper. Where did you get it from? And I was like, oh my gosh, he's the cutest guy I've ever seen. But I didn't say that. I think I said cause because it was from like COS. And then, um, which I think is cause. And then from there, we just like had one little baby date in New York. And then later on, we hung out further when I had went to the United Kingdom on my comedy tour in 2019. I was there for three weeks and we ended up hanging out like basically every day. And um, I quickly realized that he was someone who I just had, like, I just really, really liked a lot right away. That's wonderful. Shout out to him for taking the initiative and sliding into your DMs. <laughs> it wasn't like hardcore initiative. It was like, you know, I like your sweater. Like I like <laughs> your jumper, you know? So it was like, it was like a moderate initiative, but it worked. It yeah. Totally worked. So what was it about him that made you know that he was the one? We have so much fun together and I felt like I didn't have to like be someone else. I felt like I didn't have to be on. I felt like he was someone who just really appreciated where I was, wherever I was. He's really like a non-judgmental person. And so I just really quickly felt like just really loved and accepted by him, which is such like a cool thing for that to even happen. Beautiful. And what made you guys decide to get married during the pandemic? Well, because I think, you know, we realized that, like, if this was something that we really wanted to try, like, long term, we needed to do it. That was really kind of what our only option was for us to be able to stay together. I think when we first started talking about it, we were like, oh, my gosh, like, we weren't ready to be long distance again. We weren't ready to, like, take that step backwards and, like, not know when we were going to ever be together again. And so we went for it. But I think within, like, a week, we were like, wow, it just, it really felt right. And it felt like something that we, we were really excited to do it. Oh, that sounds lovely. Now, what was your perception of marriage 
growing up. Did you always know that you wanted to get married? Well, when I was growing up, I didn't know if I would ever be allowed to be married. It was like illegal in the United States. I identified as gay and never thought that we would have marriage equality in the U.S. It felt like something that really probably wouldn't happen in my lifetime. And how far we've come is really amazing because I really, truly never thought that I would be allowed to be married. But it's definitely something that I desperately wanted. And I think when I was growing up, like I wanted to have that relationship. I wanted to have like that movie marriage. I wanted like my best friend's wedding. You know, I wanted to be Cameron Diaz. I really wanted that. I love that movie so much. I love the Cubs. I love nachos. If you guys are like, why did he just say that? Then you haven't seen my best friend's wedding. Okay. And it's amazing. So I always really love the idea of it. And I'm just so happy that it's been something that I've been allowed to do. And that the universe allowed me to be able to have this in my life. It's just been so incredible. Now, the pandemic did either bring people together and make them realize they wanted to get married or maybe it, you know, made them realize they didn't want to be together. What would you say were some reasons, financial or otherwise, that you considered before you got married? And what would you say to someone who is considering marriage that they should talk about with their partner in advance? Well, I think kids and career and in our case pets and I mean obviously finances are a really big thing and I think having clear communication is so important before you're making like huge big life decisions and I think one thing that I know that I can speak of you know at least from our experience is that it just feels so awkward when you're gonna just start having this conversation but I just also know that it feels so good like the clarity And like the direction, you know, my therapist calls it feedback. When you have these conversations, it might feel awkward, but really like the information that you're getting back from these conversations is really just feedback. There's a lot of clarity and power that comes with with the feedback that you get from those conversations. Do you remember having your conversations with Mark about finances, the pets, or the important things that really mattered to you both and how you approached it? I guess you could say like direct or clunky because it's kind of both. I just kind of am like, okay, so we are going to talk about this now. And then, you know, we kind of do. You know, like I said earlier, Mark is like one of the most non-judgmental people. He's like really go with the flow. He's really understanding. I think for us personally, like once I decide something or like once I set my mind to something, I feel like I am really focused on that. Whereas like Mark, he is too, but I feel like it takes him a little bit longer to like be like, okay, I'm into that. Like, I'm like, I have my whole Aaron Brockovich case laid out. I'm like, these are the pros. These are the cons. You know, this is totally hexavalent chromium three is just kidding. I don't know. I'm full of all these like movie references today. Let's just be honest. My life is defined by like nineties and early two thousands movie quotes. Mark likes to kind of like really think about it and be more discerning, which has been so good for me because it's the opposite of me. So I feel like we're really good balance for each other. I think especially like when I was younger, I've kind of put off some of those conversations because I was scared of like maybe hearing something that you are scared to hear. But I do think that with the pandemic, it's kind of like laid bare, like you're either going to go for it or you're not. Yeah. And I mean, I know not everyone is in the public eye like you, but what you said is so relatable, you know, especially having partners who communicate differently and coming to a compromise or getting to the same page. And so when it comes to big topics like career and finances, what are some just tips based on your experience with navigating this with Mark? Do you have for people who need to get on the same page? 
I am definitely not perfect. So I love that you're just like caveating that with like your experience because no one does it like perfectly. Like I said, I'm kind of really direct. I feel like I kind of like barrel into the conversation. I think ultimately compassion for yourself and for your partner is always so important because I remember I read in this book, it was about like yoga and vegetarianism, but this author said, you know, we're all doing the best we can with what we know. And I think that in relationships, it's just the same way. So we are all really doing the best we can with what we know. Life is stressful and we're all going through so much and we are all trying to do the best we can. But sometimes I can get reactive. I can get defensive. And I think when I try to be more compassionate with myself and with whoever I'm in conversation with or relationship with, it yields like better results. Yeah. And I mean, you talk about you're bringing two separate people with two separate backgrounds and experiences and the way that they were raised or how things were talked about in their family. So have you saw, based on your upbringing and Mark's upbringing, that the differences or similarities have helped you come together or you are finding ways to bridge the gap based on your past? I just got to meet all of my in-laws for the first time. And it was so amazing because I FaceTimed with everyone, but never met everyone in real life, obviously through the lockdown. So I just got to meet like Mark's grandparents and his mom and dad and his stepmom and his mom's partner. And I'm like, oh, like they have the same facial expressions or like mannerisms or like just seeing how they may be in conversation with someone else. And you're like, oh, I see that in my husband. And it was just so interesting and cute. I think one thing that's really important for us, like I love therapy. I think therapy is so important. I think that, you know, learning your relationship with yourself is really difficult. And that's been key to my recovery, like just in my life. So like, I'm a huge proponent of therapy, both for yourself. And if you're in a relationship, like I love couples therapy. I obviously never really got a chance to delve into it to this extent as I have with Mark, because this has been like my longest and like most committed relationship that I've ever had in my life. But yeah, I mean, we love therapy. We do couples therapy and that's really helpful for us to have like a safe space where we can talk about our upbringings and ways that our families have totally been different. It's really been so good for us. You talked about this storybook image or idea of a wedding and marriage that you had. And now there is like a new standard. The world is changing. We have a far way to go. But what for you is the new definition that you've learned to see and that you want other people to see when it comes to marriage and weddings? Marriage is something that is for you and your partner to decide because you want to be in this relationship and it is really a relationship that you and this other person are deciding to be in. And it is just such a special and beautiful bond to be able to enter into. I know that for Mark and I, like we took so seriously and take so seriously. And it's just such a beautiful experience to be able to share that with someone. And I think as long as you're doing it because you really want to and you feel like this is a relationship that you want to invest in for the rest of your life, then you should go for it. But it's not for your family and it's not for society. It's not for like a pressure. And I want everyone to have that freedom and autonomy and making what can be such a beautiful choice for so many people. Modern Life aims to give you the life and money knowledge you need so you can live the life you want. As part of our mission, we're proud to work with Year Up, an organization leading the movement to close the opportunity divide by ensuring that young adults gain the skills to reach their potential through careers and higher education. 
During the Europe program, students participate in hands-on technical training in fields like information technology, business operations, customer support, and software development, paired with professional skills like networking, negotiating, and public speaking. Fidelity works with Year Up hosting interns to provide hands-on work experience and the opportunity for full-time employment. As part of its work with Year Up, Fidelity has contributed a one-time grant to Year Up's efforts. In honor of modern life, Fidelity has also committed to matching 100% of listener contributions. I want to encourage the modern life community to join the movement by visiting donate.yearup.org slash modern life to learn more about Year Up's mission and contribute to their work. When it comes to the topic of money and finances, that's usually like one of the biggest reasons for discontentment or just arguments with couples. So when it did come to not just making the decision to get married, but then afterwards, like what happens after you get married? How do you talk about money? How do you manage it? How do you spend it? Are these things you intentionally talked about or have they evolved and come out over time? There's certain things that we definitely talk about ahead of times. I think like big life decision things we are talking about ahead of time. You know, where are we going to live if we're making like a big investment in something like that's definitely like an all of us conversation. And obviously we have seven kids, our two dogs and our five cats. We all got to take everybody's temperature, see how everybody's feeling about it. If it's me like impulse buying a piece of who knows what it is. Maybe it's a new bathrobe. Maybe it's a toaster. Mark is like a really into gardening. So like we love a tree. I love like a new tree, a nice cool bush, like literally. So those types of things, we don't really talk about that. I do love to like be a little bit of an impulse shopper. I'm also really into like mutual aid and like helping folks that need it. So if it's stuff that's not a gigantic investment, I kind of do what I want. You know, I'm like an independent person. Mark's an independent person. So if it's smaller stuff, we don't really talk about it because I feel like that's like a micromanagement thing that I think would get on our nerves, you know? But if it's big stuff, we talk about it a lot. Well, and I mean, I like that because you'll hear sometimes people give advice, you know, you should make all decisions together, big or small, and that might just not work for everyone, right? And so I think there's so many people who are watching other people's lives, maybe on social media, and they're trying to model what they think they should be doing. And so for someone right now who's saying, all right, I want to take the leap into marriage or I am married, but we need to talk about certain things or come to a decision together. What advice would you give them around tackling these difficult conversations? What you just touched on is so important that what we think about how other people do it or how things like should be done, I think is such a damaging and like corrosive thought. As many people as there are in the world, there are that many unique ways for us to be in relationship with other people. So every relationship is totally different. And what works for one couple may not work and will not work for the next couple right next to them because everyone's lived experience is just so incredibly different. So I think knowing what really feels right and what doesn't feel right, that is really an intuitive thing. Like if you have maybe had a conversation or done something in a relationship that just doesn't feel right, you know what does not feel right. For me, like I usually feel it in my throat or my stomach. A thought will come up. I'll get like a tightness somewhere where I'm just like, ugh. If you have felt like you could have done better or maybe you felt like you got taken like advantage of and the other person could have done better, that feeling will manifest itself. And so being able to talk about that in your relationship is just so important. I actually think that's part of why 
my relationship with Mark like kind of works is because like when I'm worried about something to have a conversation, he's just like I said, the most open, non-judgmental person, which is so important because I got a lot of stuff, honey. You know, I got a lot of stuff. And he's very like open and cool about whatever. I mean, that's great. And it sounds like too, you know, there's so much that you have to think about when it comes to finding the right partner and making that decision. But sometimes it is, like you said, it's like in your gut, you feel it, you just know. And with COVID, you know, obviously that has put pressure on people or have shown people if they want to be together or not. But even without COVID, you know, relationships and marriage, they, they were difficult. So what advice do you have for people who are watching you and are listening and saying, you know, I think I want to get married or, you know, I, this is the next step, but they're unsure. What would you want them to keep in mind? One thing that I've learned in my life and also through therapy is that clarity is a really good indicator that you are making like a self-led decision that like you're really making a choice that like is from your like most aligned part of who you are. So if you don't have a lot of clarity around what you you're wanting, if you're really back and forth, at least for me with getting married, there was never like a, uh, like I knew that I wanted it. I was like super duper clear. And so just because if you aren't that clear, that is fine. It just means that you need to do things in your life that bring you more clarity. And for me, what brings me clarity is like moving my body. It's like gymnastics. It's figure skating. It's like lifting some weights. It's like going on a fast walk, meditation. Sometimes it's like a needlepoint moment. And it might not come in like one day, but if you're lacking clarity, I wouldn't make any like huge decisions like marriage. And I think actually for me in my case with Mark, it was like, right before the pandemic had gotten to this point where I was like, oh my God, I think he's the one. And then the pandemic happened. And then I was like, oh my God, get over here. We're never going to see each other again. Oh my God. And like, he literally got on like the first to last flight, like out of London, if not like the last flight out of London. I was clear beforehand, but then the pandemic happened and I was like, oh my God, I don't want to lose you. And We've weathered so much since then. We're actually going to be coming up on our like two-year anniversary of dating really soon. So you just brought up, you guys have been uh, together for two years, but now you've been married for a bit of time of that. So has marriage changed anything? Like, do you feel a difference in your relationship since you took that step? I definitely feel like a sense of like more security, but I feel like we both, do really respect each other. And I feel like that has been something that has not changed. At least in our case, I feel like we keep prioritizing each other even like more because we keep learning more about each other. And not to say that things are always perfect because they're not. And sometimes it is like a, you know, three steps forward, one step back sort of thing. Um, Because a lot of times your relationships do heal through like disruption, like through the healing of those disruptions. But I just feel like it's been just getting better and better and better, which is just so fun. One of the last questions I have for you is what's the best unexpected thing that you have experienced since being married? Probably having like a whole new family and culture and like whole person's experience in that culture with that family to like get to know because UK is like different, honey. Like it's just like a whole other different place. And his family is so amazing. And also my unyielding obsession with English breakfasts. I love it so much. And Mark makes like a really good one. 
Nice, nice. Okay, so our listeners would love to know what's going on with you. What can they expect from you in the near future? Uh, my biggest thing going on right now that I'm so excited about is we're launching my hair care brand. It's actually like my hair care company. It's called JVN Hair. It's launching at the end of August. And we're so excited. It's going to be in Sephora, United States and Canada, and there'll be more to come, but I'm just so proud of it. And my podcast every week, you know, we're working so hard on that. We're constantly proud of the episodes that we're covering and the folks that we're getting to meet there. And my YouTube has also been a really fun new foray where like, I really kind of miss doing hair in the salon and like getting to do hair color and like cutting and, and I missed it. So the YouTube stuff has been just kind of like a fun new creative outlet as well. Well, congrats in advance on the success of your brand launch. And Jonathan, it was a pleasure speaking to you about this topic of marriage. And I'm sure our listeners will gain a lot from this. Thank you so much. I'm now going to turn it over to Courtney Mays, who's a regional consultant and financial educator at Fidelity. She will share some helpful tips about how we can navigate finances with our partner. Thanks, Jamila. Knowing how to manage your own finances can be hard, and managing your finances as a couple can be even harder. We here at Fidelity have a few tips for how to do this. Number one, communicate. Try starting with a money date. Set time aside with your partner where you are both open and vulnerable to talk about your finances. Try to understand your partner's relationship and history with money and share your own. What's important to them? What's important to you? Acknowledge the feelings you both have around money and be honest and transparent. If you're looking for conversation starters, head to the Modern Life website for more information. Number two, come up with a plan. Once you have an understanding of what your money goals and fears are, you can start to build a plan around that. Write down all of the financial goals that you have, the timelines, the approximate dollar amounts, and then number them in order of priority. Work toward your goals as a team and check in on them during your money dates. Finally, look for blind spots. Sometimes one person likes to spend more than the other. What do they like to spend money on? Are these purchases planned or impulse buys? Identify all of your financial goals and create a budget. For me, it was effective to create a small checking account just for impulse buys. If I want something and that account doesn't have enough money, I wait for my next paycheck. For more tips and resources for your money and beyond, head on over to the Modern Life website at fidelity.com forward slash modern life. And make sure to sign up for the Modern Life newsletter for stories, tips, and resources delivered to your inbox every week. And that's our show this week. Thank you for joining us. Check out the show notes for the link to our website to sign up for our newsletter. And make sure to hit that subscribe button to keep this show in your feed every week. Modern Life is hosted by Jamila Soufran. Executive producers are Caitlin Durkin, Jake Horowitz, Josh Sr., and Evan Wolf-Boxbaum. We are produced by Noam Osman and Zoe Pressy. Modern Life is written by Elizabeth Leary, Ann Dowd, and Courtney Mays and edited by Noam Osmond. Our contributing editors are Rita Flannery and Mindy Hines. Our post-producer is Sydney Sharvat. Modern Life was recorded and filmed at the Bridge Studio in Brooklyn, New York. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. 
Information provided in this podcast is general in nature, is provided for informational purposes only, and should not be construed as investment or tax advice. Views and opinions of the individuals noted are expressed as of the date of the recording and do not necessarily represent the views of Fidelity Investments. Any such views are subject to change at any time based on market or other conditions. Fidelity Investments disclaims any liability for any direct or incidental loss incurred by applying any of the information in this podcast. Consult your tax or financial advisor for more information concerning your specific situation. Fidelity does not provide legal or tax advice and the information provided is general in nature and should not be considered legal or tax advice. Jamila Soufran is not employed by Fidelity Investments, but does receive compensation for her services. This podcast is intended for U.S. persons only and is not a solicitation for any Fidelity product or service. The third-party trademarks and service marks appearing herein are the property of their respective owners. GearUp and Fidelity Investments are independent entities and are not legally affiliated. This podcast is provided for your personal and non-commercial use and is the copyrighted work of FMR LLC. You may not reproduce this podcast in whole or in part in any form without the permission of FMR LLC. The trademarks and service marks appearing herein are the property of their respective owners. Fidelity Brokerage Services Member, LLC, NYSE, SIPC, 900 Salem Street, Smithfield, Rhode Island, 02917. Copyright 2021, FMR, LLC. All rights reserved.